All right, so we begin the, uh, the bottom of Yud Aleph Amur Bet, and uh, we had been discussing uh, a, a number of statements of uh, Ula in the name of Rabbi Lazar, and this is going to be our seventh one. We had six yesterday, uh, and now this is going to be our seventh one. Amur Ula, Amur Rabbi Lazar, Ula says the name of Rabbi Lazar, Hilchata Govin Minha Avadim. What happens is, is you can collect uh, from the debtor any slaves uh, that he owns as payment for a debt. All right, we had a similar, uh, we had we had similar types of discussions uh, in Kedushin, and it, it, we are going to bring uh, Kedushin into it. Uh, and uh, because really, what uh, what happens is, uh, as we um, uh, saw, and uh, we, we're going to see uh, in this Gemara as well, but but often in, in Kedushin, uh, we'd mentioned that that slaves are in some ways uh, similar to land. Okay, and uh, and uh, on the other hand. Uh, you know uh, that uh, land, um, you know, can be set aside and designated, or it's known as an apotiki. Uh, so can slaves uh, be, be be set aside as well. Obviously, we're only talking here about Evid Kanani, uh, who's going to be the property of the master. We're not really, we're not talking at all about an Evid Evri, uh, who is his own independent person. And we say it the same way as you acquire. Uh, slaves are the same way. The same way you acquire land is the way you acquire a slave as well. So, uh, so, so now following on from that, um, Rabbi Lazar says, now obviously, but, you know, the other thing to think about is that slaves can move around uh, and land obviously uh, is immovable by definition. Uh, so, so in some ways it's the same, but in other ways it is different. So now we're going to uh, be discussing uh, that, and, and as we mentioned, we saw this in Kedushin, and Kedushin is going to come up, uh, or the Gomorrah in Kedushin is going to come up uh, in, in our discussion. All right, so uh, Ullah says that Rabbi Lazar Halach is that um, uh, if, uh, if a person is owed money, uh, he can collect slaves uh, instead, uh, well, we'll see, is it land or instead of land. So now, Amalai, Rav Nachman Ullah, Rav Nachman uh, asks Ula, who um, who said who had, who had reported this halacha? I'm Rabbi Lazar. I feel Did Rabbi Lazar even say from orphans? Now, uh, generally, what happens is with orphans, uh, as we saw earlier on in uh, in, in discussions, uh, that generally what we only allow is the collection of land uh, from orphans and not uh, movable items. And uh, does that also include slaves or are slaves considered movables? Uh, and and that's it. So law mina. So he says, no, uh, the, the only way a creditor could, could take a debt uh, is only where he collects uh, from the, the debtor himself. Mina uh, means from him, uh, but not from his orphans. Mina, afilu miglima v'alkatefo. Well, obviously, you know, you can collect from him, uh, is the response, says Rav Nachman. He says, if you can collect from him, you can even collect uh, literally the, 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 the cloak that is on his back, you know, what, I mean, on his shoulders. Really, what we would say, you can even collect a shirt of his back. Obviously, you could take anything that is worth uh, money, including slaves. Uh, so what, uh, you know, what are you coming along to tell me? Haha, b'maskinan, so therefore, says Allah, what are we talking about? apotiki. He made um, the debtor set uh, the slave aside as an apotiki, uh, a designated repayment. And apotiki is uh, very similar uh, to the Greek word hypothek, okay, which we even use uh, today. It's a security or mortgage, uh, and that, uh, ha, ha, you know, 
Apoh to Haikai, but really it's Aramaic, uh, you know, following also, uh, this should be uh, the place that you look at, uh, and that, that, that is that. So really we're talking here about a specific piece of property, uh, so even if the slave uh, was sold uh, to someone else, and, uh, and, and, that, and the debtor was unable to, to repay the debt, uh, the creditors can come along and take this specific la- uh, slave back as if uh, it was land, okay, that's a generally we, we only say uh, that it is land that can be done that way, here uh, because he's, he's essentially got a, a similar status uh, to land uh, in this regard. Okay, uh, and, uh, and that's it. I saw the, the, the creditor come along and even take it away from the third party as he would land, uh, and, uh, and, and that's it. Um, uh, uh, because uh, is uh, Amarava, because uh, what happens if a person makes his uh, slave an apotiki and then he goes and sells in Balkov, Kova, Hemenu? Then uh, he, the master, can come along and collect uh, that slave. You can seize the slave back as if it was land. Shora, uh, apotiki, umakro. And similarly, uh, if the master the set aside his slave as uh, this apotiki, as this uh, hypothetic uh, designated uh, uh, section uh, that he's going to repay from, uh, then uh, then it says ein balakov bomai menu. So then and then sells him. Uh, the creditor can uh, collect the debt. Um, Shoro, uh, sorry, Apotikimokro. Sorry, if if you uh, were the slave, um, uh, if you sold him, uh, if you t- turn him in Apotiki, uh, I said that this is the designated uh, part of your repayment. Uh, if you did that, uh, the the, credit, the creditor can come along and collect the slave. However, Shoro Apotiki, if you designated your ox as this designated repayment, Umakro, and then you sell your ox, and Balkov, Bumahemenu, and then the the creditor loses loses his right to that. Uh, you, ca- you can't come along and collect uh, from, from the thing. So my timer, what is the reason? Uh, what is the distinction really between slaves and land? Uh, I mean slaves and the ox uh, over here. Hi, it like color. Hi, light like color. So the Gomorrah answers uh, the difference is uh, because when you sell a slave, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a call, there's a voice, there's publicity about it because it's uh, a slave is uh, an important item uh, and identifiable. So then any, any buyer uh, takes on that risk uh, when he. Um, when he buys him, he realizes, uh, I, could, I could have this taken back from me. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a disclosable type of uh, um, uh, part of the transaction. And therefore, uh, it's, uh, the, the, the buyer goes in with his eyes open uh, and realizes that it could work out so that the slave gets taken back from me, uh, but I'll, I'll do it in any case. I'll buy the slave in any case. All right, so, uh, so that is that. However, Baha'i, late late color, with, with an ox, uh, there's not much publicity in selling an ox, and therefore what we say in this instance is that, uh, uh, that even in that situation, you can't designate it and then uh, sell it. You, once you've de- even though you've designated it and you sold it, because uh, you, know, you can't tell really that easily one ox from another, uh, and therefore the buyer uh, is not uh, aware of, uh, that, that you sold him this ox that's under lien, as it were, and therefore you can't, um, it's unfair if you buy such an ox to have it uh, taken back from you. So therefore, uh, the rabbi said that the creditor cannot come along and take back, uh, take back an ox. Okay, so that is uh, the statement, and he distinguished um, 
you know, b- between uh, b- between that. So and and um, uh, th- there was that. You know, Rav Nachman said to Ula, you know, that th- that's the case. And then uh, and 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 Ula uh, said, what are we talking? And he gives him uh, the case, and he, he mentions the difference between an ox uh, and, uh, and 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 an evet. Levatzer Nafik Amalei Ula. Then after Rav Nachman left, uh, Ula says uh, to the uh, uh, to, to the rabbi. So after Rav Nachman asked the question, uh, Ula then. Um, uh, answers uh, the question as it were. He says, Haki ama Rabbi Lazar. So really, this is what Rabbi Lazar really said. No, you could even take it back uh, from the orphans. Okay, so while Rav Nachman uh, was there, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, he didn't answer that you could. He said, no, only from uh, the person himself. And Rav Nachman was, was happy with that. Uh, then he said later on, he says, uh, uh, when Rav Nachman had left, he said, listen, this is what Rabbi Lazar says. You could even go back and claim it uh, from orphans. Okay, because uh, generally what we say is you can only collect from land uh, that they inherited from their father, uh, which is like uh, leaned to the debt, which is essentially subsumed uh, to the debt, uh, but as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, anything movable. But yeah, because uh, Rabbi Laza says a creditor can also collect from these slaves as well because essentially uh, the, the, their status uh, these, the status of these slaves is essentially land and that's what he's saying uh, it says I'm a Rav Nachman and then later on uh, Rav Nachman he didn't tell Rav Nachman this because he knew Rav Nachman would get very upset about this because uh, Rav Nachman holds that slaves are considered to be movable because after all they move around uh, so and uh, when uh, uh, I'm a Rav Nachman Rav Nachman heard about what just happened that uh, Ula went along and, uh, and, and uh, as it were you know it said one thing to Rav Nachman uh, in front of him, but then when he left, said something about. So he says, uh, Rav Nachman comments on that. Ishtam uh, tin Ula. Ula kind of hid away from me uh, because <coughs> if he told me uh, what exactly he said uh, properly, I would have uh, uh, attacked him. I would have uh, said that uh, he was totally wrong, uh, and, uh, and and that's it. All right. So now uh, you know we we uh, discuss this a bit more because there does seem to be a, a huge difference uh, between Ula. Uh, quoting Rabbi Laza and Rabbi Nachman's opinion. Anyway, so hi, Uvda Benada, Vagbau Dine Benada. So there was an incident in Nardaya, and the judge of Nardaya uh, came along and, and collected from orphans. Uh, they collected these slaves from orphans, not just land. They collected slaves from orphans. Hava Uvda, Pumpedita, Vagbai, Ravuna, Barbizna. Uh, you know, and Rav Huna Barbizna, Chana Barbizna, collected slaves uh, from these orphans uh, as if it was land as well. Vagba Rav Chama Barbizna. Okay, Amalai Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman said uh, to these judges, he says, Zil Aduro, you know, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, you can't tr- uh, s- uh, treat these slaves as movable. Uh, you can't treat these slaves as land. They are movables, uh, movable property, and therefore, uh, Zil Hadru, you know, go back and give these slaves um, back to the orphans. I'll come along and take, uh, you know, sell bits of your your mansion, your beautiful house, and uh, in order uh, to give back the, the orphans the money, you've gone along and totally made the wrong uh, ruling over here and uh, and um 
Gemara in Sanhedrin uh, discusses that, that you know, once you uh, make a, a wrong ruling, uh, in, in, in many cases the judge is going to have to pay uh, for his own money. Uh, it's not like a secular court, uh, for example, today. If a judge makes a wrong ruling, you just go take it on appeal and, and, uh, and get it changed. Here, uh, what, uh, what actually happens is that the judge has to fork out the money himself. Uh, so it makes the people, the judges, uh, obviously quite clear on, uh, on or what goes on if it's considered to be a totally uh, incorrect ruling. <coughs> then, uh, uh, then the judges would have to be liable uh, for that personally. All right. <coughs> so, uh, so now what we have, uh, we have a whole story. Amalei, Rava la Rav Nachman. So Rava says to Rav Nachman, he says, listen, uh, hi Ula, uh, we've got Ula, hi Rav Laza. Ula who quoted Rav Laza and he didn't disagree with him. So we've got Ula and Rav Laza uh, saying that slaves are like uh, land. Uh, Rav Laza, and uh, it, it says, hi Dane de Naudai, hi Dane Tana de Vizna. There's judges in Naudai, uh, there's Rav Huna Vizna uh, in, in, in Pumpedita. You know, so you know, all of these people do hold that, uh, that, that slaves are essentially like land. Mar, Kaman, Svirlai, but you uh, say they're not like land, you say they're all like movables, uh, you know, what do you hold? Samalai, Rav Nachman responds, he says, Ana, Madnita, Yadana, I know a brata uh, that supports my opinion. Uh, what is that? Tani, Avimi, Avimi teaches, Prusbul, Chal, Alakaka. So something that we saw back in Gittin, uh, one of the things that we talked about when we said, uh, there's certain things that are done for the betterment of the world uh, and we brought in Prusbul uh, and we say uh, that uh, Prusbul is a document you write uh, saying you still are allowed to uh, collect your debt uh, you hand your debts over to the Beit uh, which means that you're allowed to collect your debt after uh, the Schmitter year and uh, even though the Schmitter year is passed and your, your debt is meant to be totally relinquished uh, we say that you uh, have to um, come and um, uh, you are allowed to, to invert to commas, save your debt uh, by writing a prusbul. But one of the um, conditions about writing a prusbul, uh, where, where um, you uh, you hand the debt over, it says uh, you are allowed to. Uh, it's, uh, the, 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 it says the Avimi. Avimi says prusbul chal alakarko. The person uh, uh, about uh, that owes you money has to have a bit of land uh, as well. So it's only. Uh, uh, is effective uh, when the person has got karka, when he's got a, uh, a land. Veinuchal al avadim, and it doesn't uh, take effect uh, if he's only got slaves. Uh, that's it. So even though he's, he's got uh, you know slaves, which uh, which in theory all these other people are considered land. Uh, I've got a brata that says no uh, slaves, and for at least for this uh, purpose, these purposes are considered movables. Okay, and that's it because metaltalin nicknamed in makafa karka, and then also. Um, uh, and movable property, by the way, is acquired with land. Okay, that's what we had that in, in Kedushan. Kinyan Agav, uh, we called it uh, as well, that's on, on, on the back of, literally. Uh, so if you've got property, uh, movable property can be acquired. Once you buy the land, uh, the movable property goes along with it. Uh, and it says, But uh, if you've got slaves, uh, you can't acquire uh, the slaves uh, with the movables. Okay, uh, it, it says you have to acquire the slaves with one transaction and the, and the, um, uh, and, and the movables uh, with another. In other words, so we have two uh, dis- uh, different ways. Uh, slave is not considered land with regard to Prusbul, and slave is not considered, I mean, 
yeah, slaves are not considered land uh, with regard to uh, movable items uh, that, uh, you know, as well. All right, so we see that in those two ways they are distinct from land. Salama uh, Katanai. So the Gemara says, listen, uh, maybe we, this is a machlok uh, and, uh, and that's it. All right, so uh, and, uh, we, we see more, um, you know, uh, uh, Discussion about this. Machalo, Avadim Vakako, it's a person sells slaves and land to a specific person. Kakaba Avadim, Law Kanaba Kakot. If you acquire uh, the slaves, you haven't acquired uh, the land. Okay, uh, and uh, the opposite. Vakako, however, if you. Uh, um, came, uh, if you acquired the land, and uh, in the reverse case as well, uh, you only acquire the land, you don't acquire uh, the Avadim. All right, so it would seem from here. Um, that uh, uh, you know, you're not. They uh, uh, they are separate. It's not like one. They're not like movables on the land. However, uh, what happens if you acquire land and metaltalin and movables? If you take control of the land, kani uh, metaltalin. Then you do acquire uh, the metaltalin. Uh, you do acquire the movables over there. Uh, and the reverse case, metaltalin law kanakaka. If you only take uh, the possession of the movable items, you have not acquired the underlying land. Okay. What happens if you have got uh, slaves and movables? Uh, you take possession of the slaves. Then you have not acquired the movables uh, and, and that's it. Uh, but if you take, acquire uh, the, the, the movables, you haven't acquired the slaves. So, we see, uh, according to this writer, uh, you know, it, it seems that, uh, uh, that, that, it's, that it's like almost like neither. Uh, you know, because it's not like land uh, in the sense that uh, if you acquire slaves and land, if you just took possession of the, of the um, uh, you know, it, it's not like land also, and we said, you know, it's, and, and it's not like movables, because if it was well like movables, well then maybe they'd be joined together. We say, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same both ways. All right, so, so we see, uh, but now we have another brata, uh, which seemingly contradicts uh, what it uh, No, uh, there's another brata that says, no, if you acquired the slaves, uh, you have acquired uh, the metaltalin, all right? You have acquired the movable property. That goes against what we just saw uh, in the, in the, in the brata. Uh, before. Uh, so now, so the Gomorrah says, listen, my love, what are they arguing about? Uh, surely they're arguing about the following. Uh, the the Tana of the second writer teaches Avarim, uh, uh, slaves are like land. Uh, so therefore, uh, if you, if you uh, take uh, possession of the slaves. You, uh, if you uh, buy the slaves, you have bought the metaltal and you bought the movable items along with it. Uh, that's the second brata. No, um, uh, in other words, so the first one holds that slaves are like land. So if you uh, once you've um, take possession of the slaves, you acquire the movables, because slaves uh, are like land, and then any movables uh, are essentially on the land. So the, the second brata says that slaves are like land, whereas the first one, Avadim Kamakakadami, Damasav, and the other opinion, the first brata holds, Avadim Kamataltalindami, slaves are like movables. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, you know, to acquire movables, you have to do everything separately. You can't just do one thing unless it's joined together. Uh, and that's it. So now the Gemara says, so do we say it's a machloket tanaim, uh, whether uh, people believe that slaves are more comparable to land or slaves are more comparable to movables. S- surely it is, because there's, uh, you know, uh, two, two different brighters. And the Gemara says, no, uh, not necessarily. Amarav, Ika, Rav Ami, 
Rav Ika, the son of Rav Ami, says, No, everyone agrees. Slaves are like land. Uh, and it says, when it taught, and the second writer, about taking the slaves, you acquire um, uh, the, the, the movable property. Well, that makes uh, sense. Uh, because, you know, the slaves are like land. Uh, that's why when you buy the slaves, you buy the movable property along with it. But what about that opinion that says you don't acquire it? Uh, but in this case, um, the reason he holds for that, he says a lot that you need movable property to be acquired together with land. Uh, you need it to, to be uh, like um, uh, this verse from Divra Yamim, uh, you know, the last book of uh, the Tanakh, uh, needs to be like fortified cities in Yehuda, uh, which obviously stay uh, in one place. A city doesn't move around, and, uh, and therefore it needs to be like that, and slaves move around. Uh, so generally what we're saying is, uh, just for this instance, uh, slaves are, con- are, are like movables in the sense that they're not, they can't be fully compared uh, to land. So for Kinyan Agav, uh, you need uh, to be something totally immovable. Right, why is that? Did none. And here's where we get to our discussion uh, that we brought up in Kedushin uh, on the same lines. It says, Nechasim, uh, it's in Kedushin, Duff 26. Nechasim, she'ain lahem achrayut, niknin, im nechasim, she'ain lahem achrayut. We say property that has no responsibility, i.e. movables. We always say uh, land is referred to as having responsibility because uh, people write documents uh, on it. So, uh, and, uh, um, and, and we see also uh, that uh, it's considered uh, special in the, in the sense that um, it can't be moved. Okay, so when it's got uh, if it's got responsibility uh, to it, uh, you acquired in those in the three ways uh, with money uh, or with a document or with chazaka, uh, and, uh, and and that's it. So you know, with uh, if so, if you acquire uh, property uh, that doesn't have achrayut uh, movables, you can acquire uh, that with property kinyan uh, agav in the three ways uh, with with normal money. Uh, with with a document or with uh, Chazaka uh, showing that you own it, uh, doing some proprietary act uh, on, uh, on it. Okay? Minahani, uh, Mili, where do you know that from? And Amar Chizkia, and Chizkia says, uh, here it is, the Amakra, the verse says, lehem avim matanot rabot, he's for their father, Chizkia uh, uh, quotes a verse in Divrei uh, Yamim, chapter 21, uh, verse 3, it's the second Divrei Yamim, Divrei Yamim Bet, where he says, uh, the father gave them uh, a lot of gifts. Matanot Rabot, Kesev, Zahav, Mig Danot, Avim, Arzot, Mutsurot, Buda. And he gave them uh, gifts of silver and gold and, and, and precious stones, etc., and fortified cities in Yehuda. All right, so he gave it to them. Uh, all these items came along with the cities. So he just transferred over uh, the rights to the cities, the land, and all the movables, the gold, the silver, uh, etc., the, the jewels, uh, came along uh, with the land. All right, so that is uh, one version of it. So now, Ikad Amre, uh, a very similar version, Amra of Ika, a brader of Ami, uh, Rav Ika, the son of Rami, uh, he says, no, uh, really, so it's actually not similar, it's opposite. He says, according to everyone, uh, the slaves is like uh, movable property. Okay, and, uh, and, and that's it. So, so therefore, uh, when it says, by, you know, we can understand, uh, in the first writer that says, when you acquire 
slaves, you don't acquire uh, the movable property, Shapir, uh, then that is good as well. Vada Tanya Kana, Ba'oden Alav. So uh, that was said in the second writer, when you acquire the movable items, is talking about a case uh, where uh, the movable property is on him. Uh, let's say it's clothes, uh, or he was holding it, or something along those lines, uh, where it could be you buy it, and then the slave uh, who's wearing it uh, comes uh, with you. And a uh, slave is essentially uh, like a person's courtyard, and any item that is, uh, is, is, is put on him, uh, it's acquired uh, for him as well. All right, so the Gemara says, V love, uh, What's the difference if it's on him? Uh, even if you'd say the slave is like a courtyard, uh, uh, also something that we saw. Uh, back in Kedushin <coughs> and Gitin as well, I think, <coughs> where he said uh, it's like a walking courtyard, okay, uh, a courtyard that, that moves around. Uh, and we say that a moving courtyard uh, does not acquire for you that things that are put inside of it, if it mo- itself moves around, uh, it's like out of your control. It's not really considered your proper chatzer. Uh, essentially, maybe you would say uh, that when the slave uh, would be standing, then it would be good because it's like a non, it's not moving at the time. But Amar Rava, Rava says, listen, uh, what do we mean when we say it's not moving? Anything that uh, cannot acquire while it is moving, uh, even when it's standing still, uh, you don't, it doesn't acquire. In other words, uh, the slaves can never uh, seemingly. Uh, you know, in the normal course of events, uh, never acquire uh, anything uh, as land because they move around, and that's uh, a huge difference uh, from land, uh, and, and, and that's why it's different. So the Gemara says, "Vehukata kafut." So must be halacha is when the slave is kafut, when the slave is tied up and unable to walk. Uh, it's only then uh, that his status is like a, uh, a chater, right? Uh, Toswot uh, mentions in other places, like we had, we had this in Gittin, uh, where a, a man gives a get into the hand of this uh, slave, uh, and he said, listen, here's your slave, and here's your get. Uh, and we said the, the, the slave had to be not only uh, tied up uh, so that he can't move, but he's also got to be sleeping. Uh, so at the time that you, that you do it, so he's got no doubt of his own. Uh, and it becomes completely passive, uh, like a courtyard. All right, and then that's it. So it, we're, we're tied up, and also, Torsford added, sleeping, uh, then uh, he can act as a chatzir, otherwise not. All right, so Vatanya, uh, we have a, 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 a brighter that contradicts what we said initially. Uh, it says, uh, uh, If you go along and acquire uh, the uh, uh, the land, okay. Uh, the the slaves uh, come along with it as well. Uh, so how do we understand that? Uh, and the Gemara says, Hatam bomdin No, it's where the slaves are standing on the land. Uh, that's that's how we understand that. And the Gemara says, Miklal dehai lo kana. But the first writer, which says he doesn't acquire the land. Uh, slaves, uh, even though he acquires the land, uh, must be omdim uh, Are we saying, therefore, that the slaves aren't on the land? Uh, and it says, This works out well. Uh, according to the second statement, Rav Ika, the son of Rav Ami, says, is that. Uh, um, 
He says slaves are like movable property. So therefore, uh, so therefore, if they are in, inside uh, the land, uh, then they are acquired with the land. Uh, but if not, uh, they're not acquired. Okay, because uh, our initial assumption is that uh, movable property is only acquired uh, with land uh, once it is on the land. Uh, it, it's on the land itself. We had a whole discussion about uh, Tiburin, it's called, uh, whether it's, it's, um, uh, it, it has to be on the land. We said, even if it's just the size of a pin, and how could you put such expensive items on the land? We said, with a pin, uh, could have a jewel on top, so that's how you could acquire it. Okay, so that was just the stuff that we discussed back in Kedushan. However, Ella Lahak Amrav in the first uh, uh, way it's, it's formulated that Rav Ika said in the name of Ami, he says, Abde Kamakarke Dami, he says, the, the status of slaves is essentially like land. Lamali uh, Omdim Butcha, why do I need at all uh, the slaves to be standing in the middle of the land? But Shmuel has already said, Machar Lo Esesadot, Medinot. It says, if a person sells uh, 10 feet, Fields in ten different places, ten different countries, okay, uh, or ten different you know, uh, uh, provinces, or whatever the case is. He says, "Kevan uh, Kanakulam." Once he's acquired one of them, uh, he's acquired all of them. Uh, so, if slaves are like land, it uh, doesn't make a difference where uh, the slaves are. You should acquire them. Doesn't make it. They don't have to be standing on the land. If you buy land in different places, obviously the lands uh, not uh, you know joined together. The Gemara says, "Hold on one second, let's time make." But according to to what you said. Even if the, um, the the slaves are like uh, movables, why do you even need the movables uh, to be uh, on the land themselves? It says, "Hi, come in the law, Tiburin." Okay, we don't need uh, the movable property to be piled up uh, on the land, as we mentioned. That's that Tiburin, uh, as we uh, said, that uh, was going to come up. You don't need to be uh, piled on the land uh, in order to acquire it. It could just be separate uh, from the land itself. Okay, so we have a problem with that, so therefore we revise it uh, a little bit, and we say, Ella, uh, what can you say uh, to these things? It says, shiny, metaltonin, denidi, metaltonin, denonidi. It's different, uh, because uh, movables, uh, that uh, movable property that can move around, like itself, like slaves, uh, is different, uh, and we draw a distinction between that and uh, movable property that does not move around of its own volition. Okay, and uh, the Allah is um, uh, that, that movable property that doesn't move around, uh, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't have to be uh, piled up on the land. Okay, but slaves uh, that have to be, uh, that do move around, uh, they have to be on the land at the time, even though they might be considered movables uh, they, uh, and, and acquired uh, through Kinyan Agav uh, by being on the land. It must be that they are on the land uh, and not, uh, and uh, they must be standing uh, within the borders of the land. Okay, so the Gemara Sahakanami, uh, once you've come to that uh, distinction, you can say, shiny, karka, denadi. So therefore, mikarka, delo, nadi. So really, therefore, what do we say? Uh, we say there's therefore a difference uh, between um, uh, land that moves around okay, uh, and, and land that doesn't move around. Land that doesn't move around, obviously immovable property, normal property. Uh, yeah, we can call a slave uh, land that is moving around. Okay, Avda, the Makaka Denadi Ku, and we say, therefore, that slaves are like a land uh, that moves around. Hatam, Sadana, Ara, Khadu. So, therefore, uh, the reason it, it's not included because he talks about uh, land. If you buy one piece of land, uh, you take 10 others in different midi notes. Uh, the reason is because uh, the whole um, uh, 
uh, uh, top of the earth, the whole surface of the earth, is one, really part of one big crust, uh, as it were, uh, and therefore every part of the field uh, is, is like land, is one contiguous whole, uh, uh, H whole, as in W-H-O-L-E, it's, it's one uh, whole bit, and, and therefore uh, it is uh, all connected, uh, and therefore that, that is why uh, this is that it's uh, you know it, it's not the same as land and slaves because land um, slaves move around uh, and that is it. All right, going back uh, to the Mishnah, Nachatim Shain Bahim Mila. We say that uh, with regard to damage with properties, uh, it says uh, it's only uh, non-holy properties, but uh, uh, for you know you wouldn't be liable uh, for holy property. So, uh, so what does that mean? Uh, you know, so we need to explain. It says, "Meila who delights behu mikdash mikadshe." So basically, what happens is that uh, even though you might not be liable for damage uh, with regard to it, however, you would be liable for meila. In other words, if you misuse uh, something that is holy, uh, you are liable for meila. Okay, um, and there's. Sorry, the opposite, actually. Um, you would be li- you w- even though you wouldn't be liable uh, for Meila, uh, you'd still be liable for causing damage uh, uh, to it. Okay, that's, uh, that's it. So uh, even though... Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's the way it works. So it says, the Gemara says, Mantana, who is the Tana that holds that this would be the case? I'm Rabbi Yochanan, he says... Uh, this is dealing with uh, less holy offerings. Okay, basically the, you get two types of offerings. You get most holy offerings and then you get less holy offerings. Uh, the less holy offerings, which are still obviously very holy, but they're just not on a higher level, uh, uh, as high level as the most holy offerings. The most holy offerings, khatat, asham, ola, etc., they all have to be shechted in a certain place, and uh, except for the ola, which is totally burned up, uh, the, the only kwanim, uh, the, the Hasham and the Khatat uh, portion gets given to the Kwanim and they eat it, uh, you have to shecht it in a certain place in the courtyard in the northern part of, uh, of, the, of the altar uh, and, uh, and, and also you have to the, the Kwanim can only eat it uh, within a specific designated area uh, that, that's Kodashim Kodashim and uh, uh, whereas uh, Kodashim Kalim, less holy offerings uh, are, it's more uh, less restrictive, uh, you can uh, shecht it in, in different areas uh, uh, in, in more areas and it, it, there are certain parts uh, that even the owners uh, can eat in certain circumstances uh, example a shlamim uh, and, uh, and, uh, and a toda which is really a subcategory of shlamim a bachor, a mas and a pesach uh, all of those offerings uh, a firstborn animal and a pesach offering uh, can be eaten uh, much more lenient when it comes to where you can eat it uh, you can eat it pretty much anywhere in Jerusalem. Okay so what are we talking about we are dealing with less holy offerings uh, he says uh, before those animals are shechted uh, it says uh, he says they belong to the owner so if an owner comes along and says uh, this animal is designated uh, to be a shlamim uh, or a toda uh, something like that, something that's less holy uh, what he can do, he can use that uh, to use it and uh, uh, even engage a woman with it uh, and that, that is what he's done it really is his property altogether once it is brought up uh, on the altar uh, then it becomes the property of Hashem 
uh, and, uh, and then the, the Mila would kick in at a later stage. Okay, Datanya, and how do I know that? Male Mal Bashem, when it says uh, the person uh, is commits uh, this Mila against Hashem. Uh, so you deny something that actually belongs to your uh, friend, you have actually committed Mila against Hashem. Uh, so what Rabbi Yossi Agalili actually holds uh, is that uh, it's actually two things at once. Uh, on the one hand, you've denied something that belongs to your friend, so you've, you've lied about a deposit that he's given you, and it's also, uh, you've done Mila against Hashem. So he uses the, the, the two parts, because normally what it says, it's uh, you've sinned against Hashem, that's a normal thing, by lying, you've sinned against Hashem. But here, you actually use Mila in the, uh, the, the word uh, the same way as Mila is usually used, the, the common phrase of Mila is where you've misused something holy. Uh, so what happens is, a, a friend of yours gave uh, um, you uh, this, this uh, animal, this, this uh, sacrificial animal to look after, and the like, uh, to look after, and you denied having it. So therefore, not only, and you've misused it, so therefore, shame so that's it, so you've, you've come along, you've done falsely with your, you've dealt falsely with your neighbor, and you've also done uh, um, Meila uh, against Hashem. All right, so so that's what, what you have to do. So it means that uh, um, uh, you've uh, to include Kochim Kalim uh, that you used, uh, even though it's like your money uh, and uh, it's a property of the owners. Uh, and therefore, that's Rabbi Yossi. Div Rabbi Yossi Hagilili. That's what Rabbi Yossi Hagilili says. All right. So now uh, the Gemara says Vatanan. Should we learn? Uh, and as we mentioned, uh, there's more kedushin uh, coming out here, and there's kedushin Daf. 52. What happens if you use um, a Kohen who uh, engaged a woman with his portion of an offering? Whether it's uh, your portion uh, or uh, uh, the, the um, uh, whether it's the, the portion uh, of a woman, uh, whether it's from the most holy or the lesser holy offerings, it says you she cannot be mukudeshet. Uh, do we say lema to lock Rabbi Yosegalili? Does do we say uh, that this does not go like Rabbi Yosegalili? Because one of the whole things about saying it's your property and your possession means that what uh, means that you can use it to engage a woman with it. And here it says you cannot use your portion to engage a woman with it. And therefore, do we say there's not like Rabbi Yosei and the Gemara says no I feel the time Rabbi Yosei you could even say uh, that it goes like Rabbi Yosei Ki Amar Rabbi Yosei when Rabbi Yosei says what he says Michaim he says that is when the animal is still alive Okay, when the animal is still alive, uh, it's your property. Aval after you have shechted it, uh, as I mentioned, it says Afudu Rabbi Yosi Aglili Mode. Even then, uh, he agrees. Dim Kai Zahu Mishukan Gavoa Kazahu. Then it's like you've shechted it. Really, it's, you've given it over to Hashem, and then it's as if uh, we had this concept in Kedushin as well, uh, as if Hashem Himself uh, gives you a portion from His table. Uh, so therefore, it's not really yours but you're allowed to eat it uh, but it's really like you're sharing uh, from Hashem's table uh, and it's not yours alright so the Gemara says Michaim me Amar even does he say his opinion only when the, when the offering is still alive at none uh, we learned in a Mishnah Mishnah uh, one of the first Mishnah or the second Mishnah in fact in Master Shani uh, which says Vatanan Bechor Mokrin Tam V'chai V'lo Shachut with regard to Bechor a firstborn male animal uh, it is holy from uh, uh, it's, it's, it's birth, okay, uh, you are allowed to sell it uh, unblemished and alive. 
Okay, if it's unblemished and alive, uh, then um, uh, you know it's, it's not shechted. Uh, you are allowed to sell it. Uh, it, it. It really gets given to you, uh, and even though um, uh, it's, it's meant to be brought up. Uh, on, on the altar, so you can, as long as it's unblemished, you still got rights over it. However, uh, but uh, you, you, once you checked it, because an un, uh, you, you, that, that's pulling, uh, you know, that, that you, you've checked it, uh, that's called right? You've checked it, it's meant to be brought up uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, and you went ahead and you checked it outside. So obviously, it's not allowed to be used over there. So, however, uh, it says, Ubalmum. Uh, an animal, uh, a, a bukhor that has got a balmum on it, it's got a blemish on it. Chayva uh, shachot, you're allowed to deal with it alive or dead uh, because, and you know, umakachin bo you can even use it, becomes your property altogether, uh, so much so that you can even use it to engage a woman with it. So, uh, so, so even uh, when it is unblemished uh, and you meant to bring it up on the altar, uh, so even then uh, it is uh, considered, uh, you know, uh, you know. Is unblemished is considered uh, to be uh, the property of the coin. Okay, and, uh, and that's it. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's um, uh, you know, you can sell it unblemished and alive. But once once you checked it, uh, you know, you, you, you can't do it. Okay. Uh, so uh, and you know, even after it checked it, you can sell it when live, even after it checked it. So we see uh, that this says even even after it checked it, you could do it. Uh, so now, no. So Amarav Nachman, Amarav Bavua. So Rav Nachman says that in the name of Rav Bavua, Lo Shanu Elabachor. Uh, we're only talking here about a Bechor uh, in these days. I, after uh, the Beit HaMikdash, Dekevan, Delo Chazi Lechakrava. Because uh, after the Beit HaMikdash, after the destruction, uh, obviously you can't bring it up uh, to, to sacrifice it. Uh, and therefore, Etlu Lukonim Zechia Begavai. So when the firstborn animal gets born, you have to give it over to the Kohen, and the Kohen has got an ownership over it. Aval, Bisman, Shabbat HaMikdash Kayam, when the Beit HaMikdash was still around and was still in existence when it was fit uh, to be sacrificed then uh, you know, is, it's only after it's blemished but we, you know, today we can't offer it as a, blem- as a sacrifice today and therefore we know uh, that the animal is eventually going to get a blemish and the Kohen can check that as well but uh, you know, so he's, allowed, he's assumed to have ownership of it uh, even before uh, it, uh, it develops any blemish okay so uh, that's it so, and, but, but not when the temple would be Standing. Uh, so uh, so Rabbi comes along to Rav Nachman and says, uh, But surely you sin and you commit the sin against Hashem by denying uh, this deposit of, uh, of your friend uh, to come uh, to come along and include uh, these lesser holy offerings. Shahen Mamono, Divrei They are the property of the owners. That's Rabbi Yosegelili's statement. So surely that's talking about uh, when the temple is still around uh, because it says then you'd have to come along it says if you, if you uh, do that and you, uh, you get found out about it then you have to bring an offering an asham me'ila it's called an asham me'ila because you've denied it uh, something against your friend and then you've um, uh, you know, oh, actually, it's a Hashem Gazelot. 
it's an Hashem Gazalot that you'd have to bring over there. Maybe an Hashem Ila as well, uh, if it was uh, a holy animal, but it's, even if it was a holy animal, you'd have to, because you deny it under oath, uh, you'd have to bring an Hashem Gazalot, it's called a special Hashem. So that is based on when the temple is still standing. Okay, so, so you can't give that answer. Uh, so therefore, what are we talking about? Mashani uh, Ravina. So then Ravina says, I'll give an answer before Shabbatul Aretz. It is a before that is outside Eretz Yisrael. It's a little bit to Rabbi Shimon. And that goes according to Rabbi Shimon, who says, The Amar Im Bao Tzmimim Yikavu Im Bao uh, so Rabbi Shimon says, listen, if a firstborn animal comes from outside Eretz Yisrael, uh, if they are unblemished, you are allowed to sacrifice them. So even though they were born outside Eretz Yisrael, uh, because they are currently unblemished, they could be sacrificed uh, on the altar. Uh, but it means if they came, uh, means that providing they're there. But it doesn't say that you have to bring them there. Okay, it doesn't mean you have to bring them there. All right, so, uh, you know, the, the fact is uh, that the outside Israel, you'd be allowed to do uh, what you want with them uh, and, uh, and they're not considered fit to be sacrificed and therefore they're considered to be the property of the queen even before uh, they get a blemish. So, Vaim Ita, Dikhi, Ama, Rabbi Yosef, Lili, Abamanohu, Mikhaim. Uh, uh, you know, so, so if you say that Rabbi Yosek Lili holds that it's a property to owner even uh, only when they are alive, Lishni, so what should he have answered? He says, Rabbi Yosek Lili, hi Rabbi Yosek Lili, hi uh, should have said that this is Rabbi Yosek Lili, it could be even sold when the temple stands, that's Rabbi Yosek Lili, he says uh, it's like the, the property, Kochim uh, Kalim, are the property of, uh, uh, of, of the owner, in this case the Kohen, uh, and that's it, so, and, and where we said with Rav Nachman uh, that, you, uh, that selling an unblemished firstborn animal while the, the temple uh, sta- standing is invalid, that would be like the rabbis who argue with him. So uh, that would have been an easy answer. Uh, why, why didn't you say that? Uh, so therefore the Gemara says, I'm alive. Matnat um, Kohuna uh, with regard to the um, uh, gifts of the Kohuna. Kamata, you're coming along and ask me about that. Shiny Matnat Kohuna, Dehi Kazaku, Mishokan Gavua Kazaku. No, uh, gifts belong to the Kohen uh, are considered really as if they're, they're different from other Kochim uh, Kalim because when they, when they get their portions, they get them uh, from Shulchana Gavua. Right? They get them from the most high table. In other words, uh, consecrating an animal uh, is. Uh, an, an offering uh, of a Kochim Kalim uh, does not uh, nullify uh, the ownership of the on- animal. Uh, in other words, it's still, uh, it's still yours, says Rabbi Yosef Lili. Uh, uh, but whereas with the, the sanctity of the uh, Bechor takes effect immediately. Uh, so you could be, you could say uh, with that that it was never owned. Uh, and therefore, uh, the, the Kohen, the, uh, all that the Kohen gets is the right uh, to eat it uh, once it becomes uh, blemished or, or sacrificed. Okay, and that's, uh, so therefore, a Bechor might be different uh, from all other Kochim uh, Kalim, uh, and a Bechor might be an exception, and that is the difference uh, between the normal uh, animals and uh, a normal Kochim Kalim and a Bechor. All right, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, let's leave it there. Um, uh, we will continue uh, with uh, this type of discussion uh, again tomorrow uh, with more Kochim Kalim uh, and stuff like that, but in the meantime, everyone should have a great time.